0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire
1: professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: But this little dink ball, no one in a crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken over, hits the ground, and it bounces into a fellow's chest. Why do you not do many interviews? Oh, really.
2: Yeah, I not be asked to do, hopefully. Really? Yeah. Have you ever rang me? And they're to me, I cuff you, you free state bastard. <laughs> and next thing I hear, you have no fucking jurisdiction up here.
0: <laughs> come on turn on. come on turn on. We're going to take the sound of fire home little bit of Philomena Begley there, Colm, to start off the show with. Get us all in the mood after Tyrone winning. Come on, Tyrone, you're not blessed with the (laughs) greatest songs, but in (laughs) fairness, you're blessed with a brilliant team and deserving all Ireland Champions. I don't think anyone can take that away from you.
2: Yeah, no, the song choices, I think, over the last uh, few days have been uh, interesting, Um, but yeah, I've been following a lot of it on social media and the guys are getting into the tune of it. So, yeah, look, it's... It's a, it's a fantastic uh, achievement for this group of players. Lad. And just seeing what the, the overriding emotion has been in the county and the homecomings in the last uh, day or so, has just been, yeah, it's been mental. It's been crazy the last, uh, the last 24, 48 hours.
0: Um, arguably the hardest knockout championship ever won, Alan, if you're to look through it. Cavan reigning Ulster champions, Donegal, a lot of people's tips. They were, they were underdogs in a lot of these games. Then Monaghan, then Kerry and Mayo. Like I mean, you know, it doesn't get any tougher than that in a in a knockout.
1: Yeah, they've done it the hard way, um, and I suppose winning games like that against against opposition like that kind of breeds momentum and confidence and all those good things. And you could see that coming to the fore yesterday there on on, on, on Saturday evening. They were they were by far the more con- looked the more confident team out in the field. They pl- their play was more cohesive. They kick the better scores, they finish their goal chances very well, um, and thoroughly deserve an All Ireland winners.
0: Yeah, there's something about them in All Ireland finals. I think Fergal Logan um, was saying after the match, My starting ambition, um, without declaring it to Brian, was to win one match. I like the way he says he would never tell Brian, <laughs> Brian Dewar that he'd, he'd be in bother like I a mean, be. But that were the ambitions when they took over, Colin.
2: Yeah, look. Uh they came in at a very difficult time, you know, with the whole COVID piece coming along, and they the, I said, there was obviously difficulties in terms of meeting up and getting gathering momentum with an actual, on building a team, and they had new players in and out. You know, they let some guys go, um, who had been there for a few years. They brought in new lads, and you know, we could see probably glimpses of that throughout the league and and whatnot, where the performances probably weren't at their best. You know, it was taking them a wee bit of time to to, to get to gather momentum, gather that sort of team feeling, but. I don't think there was any, I don't think there was any sort of doubt really in, in a lot of the thrown people's heads throughout the year that there was a good quality and good pound there and yeah, winning one match was probably a very, uh, <laughs> a very very soft ambition for them like, because they have they have so much talent there and like we've we seen the championship grow, their performances improved and you know you could just see something with brewing and I said I said it probably early out and you know and whenever the big Donny Gall was going there's something really good. Uh, you know, bring this team, and yeah, look, it's it it just they picked at the right time effectively. I think you know their performances in the league were sort of up and down, and obviously they, they took the tanking the Killarney and that. But um, you know, sometimes getting it right later on in the year is far more important than than, than starting off really well.
0: Yeah, Brian Doerr, i liked the way he was afraid to tell Brian Doerr this because I'd say Brian Doherty was thinking all Ireland. Logan was thinking, you know, like let's win a game. door's just a serial winner, though. Three All-Irelands as a player, two as captain, under-21 All-Ireland winning manager, now senior All-Ireland winning, ma- winning manager. Like, I mean, outside of Peter Canavan, he's, you know, Tyrone's greatest export, surely.
1: Yeah, there might be an argument, argument to be made. He is Tyrone's greatest export. Um, like, obviously, knowing Brian Dewar, having seen him play, playing against him, he's a sort of fella, and Colin will obviously know more about this than I do, but he's the sort of fella that just follow the hell and back. You can see yeah. that, and you can see that the that the players will run through walls from and then and like as Colin said, it probably has taken them a few months over the course of the National League to start to get things together. Maybe couldn't meet as much as they as they would have liked. And kind of sometimes you need a couple of beatings to learn a few lessons and to change things up a little bit, right? That part of it's not working. We need to change that. And like you could see you could see the kick passing game coming to the fore yesterday, obviously most notably for for um Colin McShane's goal, but um yeah, look Brian Deere, he's he's been such a great servant to Toronto football and, and what he's delivered now let into the, into him the, into the ledge of category if he wasn't there already forever.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he was. Let's talk about these goals then, uh, column the two Tyrone goals, because goals win games, as you always know, and that analysis holds firm for this All-Ireland final. Like, the goals did win games. Like, I mean, the, the first goal, Myler, like, you don't associate Tyrone with that. Like, it was a 50-50 ball, a floater, McShane had pointed. But in fairness to McShane, that wasn't as easy a goal as he made it look.
2: It was ridiculously difficult starting with a kick, yeah. Like we, we've talked on the show previous weeks gone by, that like, I remember Hamsey taking a few pot shots in, 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 long, long kick passes in, and it didn't come off. I remember saying, Look, this is very unlike Tyrone over there. They are starting to express themselves a bit more and, and deliver these passes, which we have never have done in the past. So for Myler to even take that on, uh, not probably one of our best kick passers, no disrespect for to him. There's obviously, uh, but he was having a great day. McShane like had pointed, but McShane, the way he actually executed was that was absolutely brilliant because you know it, was it nonchalant, of wasn't it? the top. And and he sort of twisted his body a wee bit and just the way he dipped with the arm and uh, and, and was able to connect with it such was such a clean connection was uh was brilliant. Like, but uh look it was just uh, that was something that probably we would never have took on and it was just great to see. And McShane, yeah, look, what can we say about him? Like he he's come on again um and and, and you know immediate impact um, so it was a big risk probably not starting him I was sort of thinking you know can we, can we unleash him you know, early on and, and start him and, and let's see how he goes because it's a big risk in an all-iron final but look the guy stuck with their game plan of, of making that impact and finishing, finishing a little stronger but yeah he made the difference with the goal
0: Yeah he definitely did where was Henley going you know suppose, how many times do we see goalkeepers coming out to challenge for them ending up in no man's land and if they yeah. stayed underline it's a handy enough save.
1: Yeah, to me it looked like it was a we probably never know, but um, like I'd imagine, it was a when Cahill comes in. Let's let's put a couple of high balls in. Robbie Henley's record under a high bar would be a little bit a little bit suspect, and I could see him coming. And I thought, don't. Not, let the defender deal with that. Don't go there. And he just came into, he came into no he was man's tempted, man and, Yeah, yeah. He was tempted to go for it. He was coming or he's not coming. You can't, you can't come halfway. And he was, he, he, look, he paid the price for it. Was sometimes as a goalkeeper, you might get away with it, but it was such a, such a smart finish from, from Cahill McShane that, look, he caught him out. Maybe if McShane had a caught it, Robbie Henley would have been there to smother him. But because it was such a death flick, he, 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 he just caught him flat footed and. and he could do nothing about it at that stage once he was out in no man's land.
0: He went, we were talking about what could Tyrone siege mentality. You love a siege mentality. I was talking about it um, up in Tyrone last Thursday night and Niall Morgan said before the goal, everyone said we can't get goals. Um, and we got goals today that won us the game. So like, I mean, Tyrone were obviously aware that this was being said. They scored one goal in three games in the Ulster Championship and then scored five goals in two games after the Ulster Championship. Obviously something they were working on and something they didn't like being said about them, Callum.
2: Yeah, quite possibly. Like uh, when you come to this stage of the year, and I, I think Throne sort of realised that they're go they were going to need goals in, in these games to probably to win them. Um, you know, like they look Kerry were in the semi final, were scoring heavily all year. Throne probably knew that they had to take finish their chances. And we spoke around before if if they hadn't have been as clinical, if they had popped the ball over the bar and took their, you know, the handy ball and the handy point, you know, uh, the one that have been in the position they're in. So it's no doubt it's something they've worked on, um, especially. Alan said about you know probably chatting about whenever McShane comes on get get a few in them because Mayo, Mayo were brave they were you know they were leaving spaces at the back I even thinking from the kickouts as well where uh you know they were pushed right up and you know then balls over the top ultimately were, were as well were were, were going to cause the problems like so um but yeah like it's, it's something that uh, that's her own and it's even glad to see like the Darragh McCurry scores goal because probably not known for his goal scoring uh you know very always very heavy in the points but. Um, look, just delighted to see that the, you know, obviously the goals, obviously, did, there was a difference. Like, you know, Mayo missed two goal chances probably with the penalty and the, the one early on suddenly cleared off the line, but Throne obviously took them and, you know, I sort of knew at that stage that the, <laughs> it was in our favour Here t- just tell me talk to me
0: before we talk about the McCurry goal Niall Morgan said on Cahill McShane after the game he's a bit of an enigma he's Marmite people don't know how to take him at times me and him would have fights nearly every night at training but I'll tell you one thing he'll get a big kiss tonight is McShane like Marmite like
2: that I would, wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that about him Colin i i know him and morgan would uh would be fighting probably in training quite regularly <laughs> um you know yeah look the, and i remember coming off a a pitch in 2018 and uh just before the Iron Iron final maybe and we'd done a training session and him now and suddenly cut lumps of each other after the training session and the two of them were sharing a room with each other uh that same night so yeah like they uh look, the, obviously they're two very passionate lads, like them you know just the way they carry themselves uh, Demand high standards, so which can lead to uh, probably a few, uh, a few arguments down the road. But you get that with any team. You get that with, I'm sure. I'll tell you, there's, been, there's plenty of been playing around in the Dublin camps as well over the years. So it's just that they're in that intense environment. And um, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. This
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about the McCurry goal, Alan? It's a thing of beauty. Like I mean, how many times do we preach this on the show? Risk reward. Get it in. Look at the Myler pass. Like, it was a 50-50 ball, really. The players don't like giving. Look at the long kick-out, a 50-50. Like, you know, the, that a lot of goalkeepers don't like giving. Look at the, the Kerry goalkeeper, Ryan, in the semi-final. Morgan went long, Kilpatrick, a beautiful catch, kind of coming at an angle. Off to McKenna, who, had a, who could have been taken off at this stage. Um, he would a bit of a nightmare. And then the no-look pass was sensational. And I suppose Colm's often said in the show, that's what McKenna adds, a little bit of kind of brilliance, even though he was having a nightmare, the no look pass was sensational and that goal, like I mean, that was that was lights out really.
1: Yeah, it was. And everything about it was everything about it was perfect. Um I talk about the kick out, like there's not many of any if any goalkeepers have that kick out in their locker. It was it yeah. was exceptional. Um and we talk about preparation on the training field, like Conor McKenna's and I like I agree with you, he he had a very bad start to the second half and I was waiting for him to be called ashore but it was definitely something they'd worked on on the training ground like that, that flick across, that's, that's. I don't even think it's anything instinctive, Instinctive. I think it has to be worked on the training ground. I know with Dublin, we worked on it for, for months and years that pass across and Dublin, like if you look back, we got lots of palm goals in big games because of that it's that extra pass that we're talking about and we saw it in the semi-final with um, Stephen O'Brien's square ball where they gave the pass across and they messed it up but that was that was just perfect and I'm sure they'd identify it say after the Ulster right? we haven't scored enough goals we need to start working on that and I think that pass across from Conor McKenna I think you'd find we you might never find out but I think that was as a result of that work they'd done in training and, and look it was an easy finish for, for for McCurry in the end but the pass was was exceptional from from he didn't even look no, Can kind of, he just flicked it across? But he he must have seen it out before. The of his yeah, eye and it was he was going a full belt. It was it was an amazing pass.
0: He must have had him caught before. You know, maybe three or four steps before, because he was not looking anywhere near him when he actually made the pass. He wasn't. McKenna was interviewed after a game. He says, "I haven't been good all year." Um, I've done bits and pieces where I've done well um, even today I wasn't that good so there's plenty of work to work on uh, for myself but it's not about me it's about the team I suppose that's the fair analysis on himself Column, you know Connor McKenna hasn't been you know the player that he probably showed that he could have been last year he didn't really have a good year but he's still impacting games a little you know doing something special in a game I suppose
2: yeah, absolutely. And it's probably it's fair it's fair analysis on himself. And he you know, I'm sure he's only he's his he's his biggest his, his own biggest critic on that like, but uh look uh, and I was thinking the same as Alan. I was gonna is he gonna get hooked here at some point because he wasn't you know having that same impact. But we we have I say we have spoken about it before, but what he brings and look the, again the semi-final it wasn't his best game either, but he kicked he scored you know he scored the goals and made the difference and Again, you have to keep somebody to get on the pitch. You know, you, no matter really what he's doing, uh, if he's making mistakes and maybe not getting into it, he, he works really incredibly hard as well. You, have, you know, people probably don't see that as much. He does actually work very hard. Um, but that's there's moments in games where you want the likes of him being involved in a piece of play. Um, and obviously the the Kirkpatrick catch and him flicked off to him. He made the he made that burst. And obviously, like other people, again he could have shot. He could have done something silly. He'd done the right thing at the right time and again that's that's what that's a piece of brilliance in my eyes that you know you, you have players will see that pass and, and 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 he as you say he probably wasn't even looking at him he probably seen darren in the corner of his eye and just continued on his run and knew he would be there um but as alan said they, that is a that's a training ground exercise that's one where you're tra- you're you're looking at whenever teams are pressing you up how do you how do you get in behind them and how do you sort of punish them um and that was, a textbook, uh, that was a textbook piece of play for me.
0: Another one that wasn't probably off the training ground was Darren McCurry's goal chance. That came for another risky long ball. Uh, Niall Morgan came out um, brilliantly and drove it down long. Conor McKenna got a little flick on it or maybe he tried to catch it and McCurry was through. I keep saying it though, and if you don't take chances and get the ball in, you know, things won't happen because you'll reach stalemates. That's been the analysis on the show the whole summer and Tyrone showed how to do it. If you take risks... Yes, they will They might not come off. Some of Morgan's long kickouts didn't. The longer ones didn't work. But you, you know, good things will happen if you're willing to take risks.
1: I think it's may, may it's maybe where Dublin fell down this year. They've, yeah, they kind of stopped taking those risks, and you could like you could see now coming down. and to be fair to him again. Like, there's not many outfield players would have had that kick pass in their locker room. Right. It was an exceptional yeah. pass, and you could see Conor McKenna was. Was pointing over the top and he got it over. It was a brilliant ball. But look, when you see those two on two opportunities, Niall obviously saw that and he said, "Right, I'll just let it in here and see what happens." We have a big ball winner in there in Conor McKenna and we've a good finisher in Darren McCurry. Let's let it in and see if they can win it. And Mayo didn't do a whole lot of that. I'm not sure if they let any balls in like that where they no. where they really got a one on one or a two on two situation. And like as you say, and it is it is it even that risky? Like if he would have kicked it in and they'd have lost, that they still had thirteen men.
0: Yeah, Still well it's, a 50, ball, it's, it's it probably 50-50 ball and players don't like giving 50-50 balls. What's wrong with it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, well, I suppose it's, it's it's kind of the way the game has gone, the whole game management piece and less retained possession. But I think you'll find now and, and that the game evolves all the time when teams this year, including Dublin, have a look at Tyrone and say, right, what did Tyrone do different to us? They took risks that Dublin didn't take during the year this year and they got the goals off them in, in probably in the semi-final and the final. Like the goals came off... Um, long kicks which maybe could have been turned over by, by by Mayo defenders or whatever but Mayo forwards and it comes back to kind of one on one can you win your own ball and if you have forwards that can win your own ball you're always going to have a chance with with, um, with long balls like that going in
0: Talking about winning your own ball the Peter Hartmark column that was that was vital because Mayo kind of responded all right to the two goals that was Throne's first point in the second half
2: yeah, uh, look, I'm not going to take anything away from Paddy here because it was a it was a brilliant mark and brilliant take, and turn really needed needed that to get that you know the, obviously that was their first point in the in the half. But from a male perspective, I would be very very I I am looking at it from the defense, a defence point of view more so. Like, is uh, it Durkin? I think goes it's up Durkin, to yeah. catch it, Durkin, yeah. and, and you're sort of going, you don't you don't catch that, like you you're breaking that ball away from Paddy Hart, Matt, you know, and, and and if he does that, by and large, you should have. Yeah, he's in to pick it up, like so. Look, I'm not taking it away from pity. It was a, it was a brilliant mark um, and a brilliant catch because the two of them went up to go for a clean. But at the same time, the defender has to do so much better there. Like that, that, that should be one where he's clearing his lines. Um, but from a being obviously from a point of view, I was delighted to see it when I watched it back. I sort of thought, Jesus, it that was a very important score for throwing at that time and sort of. Some pities afternoon up because he was, uh, I thought he was uh, in a fantastic game.
0: Yeah, he did an awful lot of work. We have to talk about the penalty miss, um, Alan. Like, why is he going for the top right-hand corner here? So, like, I mean, if you ever go in and do these skills challenges or you're watching Soccer AM or where you get points for kicking into goals, the top right is the highest. Like, it's harder. You get two points for top right. You might get one point for bottom right or bottom left. You get higher points for the two top corners because it's the harder penalty. Why would you choose to go for the harder penalty in an All Ireland final? It makes no sense. The penalty there is Dear McConnelly on David Clark. It's a right footed kicker. It's whacking at bottom, your bottom left. It's the go-to penalty when you're under a lot of pressure. And if you kick that hard enough into that bottom corner, no goalies get like even David Clark, who guessed right, couldn't get to Connolly. You know that is the pre- why choose the, 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 a penalty with a higher degree of difficulty under that pressure.
1: Yeah, it was a strange, it was a strange choice considering it was such a such a high pressure moment in the game and kind of even the run up and stuff and the little sidestep and stuff. I'm not, not like I'm not sure if that really works in Gaelic the same as it works in like a soccer goalkeeper tends to take a chance yeah, because the Some goalies bigger.
0: guess though, don't they?
1: Whereas I think a lot of goalkeepers stand, a lot of Gaelic goalkeepers stand and wait to try and make a decision. Whereas the soccer goalkeepers' goals a little bit bigger field, they have to they have to take a gamble on it. Um, and you can see it didn't really fool Nile Morgan. He still went the right direction. Um but he saved it, went in to the top corner, he probably wouldn't have saved it, but as I said, it was very high risk and yeah, like for me, I think in a game like that, you just pick a corner, you put it low and hard. And and as a right foot kicker, I always found it's easier to put it in the left. When you're going when you're going with your right foot to go to the right side, you have to open up your body a bit and it just leaves a bit more room for error and, and look, it struck the post. It was unfortunate, but but it was a it was a crucial moment in the game and it was a real it was gonna be a turning point either way. If you would have got that goal there, Mayo are really back in it and and I think Colin O'Rourke said in the Sunday game last night, Mayo live off those kind of high emotional energy scores um, and that would have been one of them at a real crucial stage of the game for Mayo to get a goal. Could have turned the tide in Mayo's favour but obviously missing it. Like you could see the game even though they kind of stuck in it for a few minutes. After that, you could see after they missed that it was Terence to lose at that stage.
0: Yeah, I think so. Like, do, do we give do we give him credit for being co- a confident young fella, Callum, and going for that in an All Ireland final, or do we do we I, criticise him?
2: I actually don't think he, went, he meant to go there in, 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 a, in a weird way. Morgan, whenever he went to do the stutter step and sort of went to you know on, I, I think he was expecting Morgan you know, to, to go for it, to dive or to move to really you know really quickly into one side, so he was just going to place it to the other side, like. I obviously I don't take a lot of a lot of penalties and I watched Morgan's the way he was standing up and he was moving and he for Morgan I ultimately to guess the right way in the end and adjust his body was brilliant for me. I think as if you watch his, his, his movement. Uh back it was it was brilliant from his point of view to stand up and really force him. But I think I think he Morgan forced him to go there because I don't think he set out I don't know, I don't I don't think he would have set out to go top right like that top right. That's a tough, tough, tough kick. I think because he was expecting Morgan to move. To one side so he could place it just in the bottom corner and he really spooked him a wee bit and then he just at that point had to hit it so I, i'm not i still don't believe he would have he would have set out to put it there i think he just whenever he stopped and he expected morgan to move and morgan didn't really flinch at that stage he panicked and he just hit it and ultimately you know um ultimately he, he missed and yeah i have to give him now massive credit there because i think the way his his shape the way he moved and how how fast he was able to to get there the same went
0: the right side anyway um, was was brilliant I, I saw some people saying the the penalty could have been retaken Alan would have been harsh Morgan did move before the kick but like it went wide he didn't save it maybe if he'd saved it he might yeah. have been under pressure
1: yeah but You'd have to ask the question does him encroach like he did encroach off the line a couple of yards does him encroach off the line force Ryan I know, don't know yeah. to make a decision okay he's after narrowing down the angle a little bit there I need to go high with it um, but yeah I didn't actually notice it in real time myself it was only when I was watching the back I saw God he's moved off the line because he actually started standing behind the line um, but look I suppose it's, look, it's all history now I suppose that's for the officials to pick up they probably should pick could it have been a retake probably could have
0: yeah, probably could have. Here, let's talk about Mayo here quickly before we get into analysing the game. Like, I mean, I was saying after the game, Alan, that I always feel really sorry for Mayo after an all final loss. Like, I didn't feel sorry for them after that at all. They had enough chances. It's kind of like they'll never get a better chance. They didn't perform on the day. And for a neutral, a lot of neutrals would have been rooting for them. Probably not too many neutrals would have, you know, felt the same sympathy maybe on them.
1: They'd probably be very upset down there now this year. They don't have <laughs> woolly sympathy after <out> losing
0: <laughs> No, but it's not about, they don't want people's sympathy. No, of course not. But like, you know, it's just that the natural feeling that towards the end they were kicking wides into the goalie's hands. It's like, they didn't deserve that.
1: No, they didn't. They lost all composure at the end of the thought. And, and look, like I think to be honest, right throughout the game I thought Tyrone looked a more composed team. I thought they looked a the better team. Like, Mayo, as they do, they'll always hang in there because they play so aggressively. They always create chances but I thought Tyrone looked a better team throughout and, and, and kind of right throughout it looked to me like there was only, only was going to be one winner and I was, like it was funny because like you expect a lot from Mayo and even listening to James Horn after the match he said look we weren't happy with how we played we hadn't got that usual energy that we play with and you could see that for for whatever reason that was maybe it was the weight of expectation that were coming into this right this is actually Dublin are gone Kerry are gone we're playing a Tyrone team who nobody really fancied this year this is it for us now we can't we can't lose this one, and that sort of expectation. kind of, And then a lot of hype down around down around Mayo, I spoke. A lot of um, overconfidence maybe coming from them. They seem to be sure, you know, pretty certain they'd win it. Yeah, possibly overconfidence. But it, like, even ex-players talking and stuff like, like for me as an ex-player, when Dublin are in it, you're doing your best to, you're doing your best to talk it down. Not add to the hype that's going around the place. And I think, I'd imagine down in Mayo that that's, Everyone's back home and stuff. That it's hard, it's hard for the players to insulate themselves from that. And maybe, look, I don't know. Maybe that get in on them a little bit. But they certainly didn't look like the usual, usual Mayo team. And certainly not the Mayo team that we saw in the second half against Dublin, full of confidence, playing their running game, kicking scores. Um, I suppose maybe they, 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 maybe not as bad as Kerry, but they did run it down some dark alleys at stages. Um, probably didn't use didn't use the kicking game as much as I said, like we didn't see anything from Mayo like we saw from McShane's goal or even even the chance McCurdy got from Niall Morgan's long kick pass in the first half and maybe they just needed to change their game up a little bit and didn't really look like they were capable of doing that at any stage.
0: The the problem for this team now, Colm, is, you know, the talk, we don't have the baggage of other teams. They have their own baggage now. It's two All-Ireland final losses in a row, you know, losing to Dublin, um, then losing to Ron and not and not showing up on the day and it just seems like here we go again. Like at what stage are they going to go to an All around final, take the game by the scruff of the neck that they're supposed to win, and actually go on and win it? You know, like I mean, you'd almost get tired of this from them.
2: Yeah, it's hard. To, it's, it's, it's hard. I'm sure it's like it's very very hard for them to keep coming back and and, and repeating the same story uh, year on year. And like I, I do have a wee bit of you know the one nice sympathy, but like you do have it. Like you know you're sort of. You sort of watching that game at the weekend and again the goals again if they take any of them chances it's a different game i think Tyrone were far more composed you've seen me only at the end of the game and yeah look they were they were kicking they are snapping at shots they're, they'd lost all sort of all running themselves and said like you talked about earlier there but they're sort of thriving at high intensity mm. uh pace and it, it wasn't there Tyrone were controlling the game i felt and uh like they were getting scores a lot easier and that and yeah, maybe there was that weight of expectation on them where they just you know, they weren't willing to take them risks. The, the fact you nearly get whenever you come into a game like that, which you think you're gonna win, you, you in a way you probably do sort of revert back to, to being a wee bit cautious as, as, as such. They went into the Dublin game probably thinking, Well, if we can take if we can beat like we'll just throw a at Dublin here and see what happens and there's no real pressure on us. Um but as as we said there, like it looked it did look like they have that they weighed a lot of pressure on their shoulders and you know, a lot of their individuals didn't perform really on the day. You know, but with the exceptions that Exe Keegan and whatnot, like he really did start driving them back on whatever term were on top. Like, but just too many performances that you know, too many guys didn't come to the party on the big day and they didn't take their chances. So, um yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to keep repeating that. Um un- un- Unfortunately for them, but um, look, they're still a fairly. You know, they're still a fairly, obviously a fairly young team, and you know I've they, they will come back again next year and and, and have another good crack at
0: it. Uh, they, they will come back, but will they ever win one? Like I, I don't think they will. Like it, m- it must be a mentality thing that they can't show up at the final, that they can't take those chances when they present themselves. When Tyrone can, Tyrone are winners. They've won three All Irelands. Like they have a, they have the mentality. Do Mayo have the mentality? Because they said they didn't, ha- might not handle the pressure. That pressure is always going to be there. That expectation is always going to be there. The county's going to lose its mind every you know a year during the final Alan so like the build up is always going to be the same so like why can't they show up on a day like that and actually seal the deal
1: Yeah I think this one will hurt them a lot um, I think having, having beaten Dublin and coming in coming in against Tyrone and like at, like at home in May I'm sure in previous years they were coming they were coming up to play a very fancy Dublin team and maybe wouldn't have expected to win I think yesterday they expected to win and now they're the whole county I imagine including the players are wondering where do we go from here. But look, all you can do like the guy lost lots of games, lost four semi four semi finals. All you can do is look at it, and they, like they probably need to have a real cold, hard look at, at at how they prepared for it, um what went wrong on the day. The management probably need to look at the game plan. How can we run it so much when we? when we know Toronto swallowed that up, why didn't we have a better kicking game? Um, the use of Aiden O'Shea, they played him out around the middle, didn't really use him in full forward. Where is he playing? We spoke about it last week. What did he do with Aiden O'Shea? It looked like again, they weren't really sure. Um, and you'd feel a bit sorry for, like for Aiden O'Shea because he's he's going from full forward out to midfield. Like it's difficult to move around in a game like that now. When you're probably he's probably suffering a little bit of a little bit of confidence loss off the back of the last game and um it looked like he struggled a bit yesterday. But but look, all you can do is 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 have a cold hard look at it and come back again next year and someday you hope it'll break for you. Like there's no magic answer to that question, wouldn't you? That yeah, look we need to do this and we we'll, we we'll win a final next year. You just need to come back and start the process again and, and, and and you're trying to eliminate the, the mistakes that you made this year.
0: But, like, I mean, you were nearly men under a pillar, probably, losing a lot of semi finals. And even under Pat the first year, and, like, I would have been a bit similar to how I'm feeling about Mayo now. Like, I'd given up on you. I was like, ah, you not, you know, because I'd be rooting for you. I kind of have get, had given up on you. But the minute you got your chance in the final, you took it. Do you know, like, yeah. they're. Idnush they're, she's played seven All Ireland finals now. They're not taking it at this stage.
1: No, they're not. And I suppose our, our, our whole. Like, when Pat Gilroy came in, he continued. He continued to play the way Pillar played and we shipped a big defeat against Kerry in 09. And then he changed the way we played. It all it all focused on our defending, it all focused on building the structure from the back. And I'm not sure if it's if it's like like you see the goals yesterday, they got caught with a long kick Like I still don't see Mayo playing with, with a real solid defensive structure in place. And like it'll be fine against some of the against some of the weaker teams, probably most of the Connacht championship. But when they come up against the really good teams, the really good offensive teams that are smart enough, Niall Morgan smart enough to look for that long kick out, and then there's runners coming off Conca Patrick. When they come up against someone like that, they look like they struggle, and I think they really do need to go back to basics, tear up what they the way they're playing now, and, and 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 have a look at the whole game plan again because they need to sort themselves out from the defence back they've conceded two goals again in an All-Ireland final which have cost them the game Um, obviously haven't finished their chances up front so you talk about Tyrone scoring goals in the All-Ireland series five goals compared to one that's something that was obviously worked on was identified we have a problem here we're not scoring enough goals they worked on it and all of a sudden they, start, they started to score goals like even Tommy Conroy coming in for his chance yes he, like he had he lost composure he had yards in front of him and he shot from the edge of the 14-yard box which was a very difficult chance against the keeper and now Morgan's quality if he have taken it in a couple of yards it was a much easier chance for him but he lacked a bit of composure when he got one-on-one as well. So things like that they need to look at.
0: That's the difference. Poor Aidan O'Shea always gets the, the brunt of the criticism. He's been trending on Twitter for the last two days. Uh, always unfortunate on him. Like, they don't use him to his to his strengths. Like the Myler ball to and He gets no floaters where he can actually attack it. Like, he gets kind of ball that a small forward gets... And he's running out with his back to goal. And he has his, his confidence is shot in their column. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Like, his, his confidence from a shooting point of view, like, he's at the top of the D on his good side and he misses that. And now that's deflating on the team. It's hard to know what to do with him. Like, I mean, you're either going to use him as a big, big man target man or don't use him at all. Because if you're giving him normal ball, you know, he's not a good forward in that regard. You know, and if he's getting the ball, winning it and trying to pop it off, you know, where the runners off him? Like, if you're going to play him in full forward, you have to have a game plan around getting the best out of him. I don't think they do. They play him as an orthodox kind of forward and he's nowhere near that. He looks complete like a fish out of water in there when he's trying to kick scores. And, you know, like, I mean, I think that's as much a managerial criticism as it is. Like, the reality is, too, with Aiden is he hasn't shown up in all our finals, like seven of them. I'm not going to hold a no scoring against him because he's not much of a scorer. But like, I mean, he hasn't played well in those finals, you know? Yeah,
2: his confidence, like, obviously shot, like, and probably the key, one of the key moments is obviously he missed the shot, but was the one where he had, he'd won the ball out in front of McNamee, and, you know, like, I, I, if you see Eden O'Shea in a league match or even early in the championship, if he's going to take that shot, he's coming back inside. I think Morgan was scrambling the that stage to get back in as well, and... I think any other day he, he, he steps inside me and he's gone on one to own the Morgan and you know that's for me that was a lack of confidence and you know he, you could just see he wanted something for you know you he wanted to, to get a get a score and try to get a bit of confidence because you know that he didn't it just didn't show that he had that confidence there but from a from a management point of view yeah like you, you can't keep taking him in and out like I, in my opinion anyway you know he is like I've played against Aiden and he's a he's a mass he's obviously a, a huge big and he can win ball and he's got an awful lot of it. he's very very strong so like if you want to play him inside play him inside keep him in there and like we, we tried it with Matty Donnelly a few years ago we tried it obviously with Machine where it worked but like Tyrone were tampering with uh, full forwards at one stage where we didn't have an out and out full forward you have to give him this chance and like once you start taking boys back out again you, you're sort of no man's land you're, you're probably not actually uh, you know they're not helping the player because he's not working on you want him working in the, in the training ground on that on that specific role, and I'm not sure whether they, you know Shea was doing that. Now you're, you're, you're probably right. He they weren't kicking any ball in them. From, from I've played full forward myself years gone by, and as a big man, you do want a few of them balls, them diagonal passes in them. There were times, you know, at the weekend, where Mayo could have actually unleashed yeah. a few in them, like, and, and they didn't. They didn't even look for it. And, you're, and the ones who say they were coming into them were like that one weird bounce and. His backs to goal as a big man it's so hard. Like you, you're not going to take Run McNamee on, you know, getting the ball out in front, trying to take him and turn him and go by him. Like that's, that's not his game. And as soon as he went one of the balls inside, I couldn't see any runners actually exploding yeah. right down the middle, ready to get to him. Like so, that's a, that type of stuff. There, you're actually you need to work out in training. Like you know, I know even from a club point of view, we do that. Like where you're 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 peppering the ball in the full forward. Very very basic. But you're, 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 you're telling your half forwards and your midfielders get in after, get in after and give him that runner. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult for him, like I say, he gets an awful lot of flack for, you know, for obviously such a big player for Mayo throughout all the championship games and then, okay, probably an iron fence hasn't done it. But, um, you know, I, I do think, like, you know, with a, he, he's a mass, still a massive part of Mayo football and what he's done. But I think if they're going to go forward and, and how to use him in particular, I think at his age now, you know, keeping him inside might be the option um, yeah. but you know developing a plan around him around that and, and sticking to it and, not, and being rigid and not going ready and as soon as things come, like, start going wrong we'll, we'll move you out to midfield and try and, we'll try and get us the ball and start a running game again it, you know you have to you have at anchor this stage you have to actually keep him you know put him in a position and keep him there um, and, and, and run with it
0: That's the thing he's 32 next year's championship Alan. so his days around the midfield are numbered so either to come up with a plan to start using him properly in there or then you don't play him at all.
1: Yeah, I think, and, and um, I looked at him towards the end of the game, and he looked—he actually looked knackered towards the towards the last fifteen minutes of well, the game when Mayo really was, needed yeah, him. Yeah,
0: he was out the he, field kicking in ball. Yeah. he kicked in a long ball. What's the point? What are we doing here? Like, I mean, either you're staying in there, and we'll kick in one to you.
1: It was all confused, yeah, wasn't it? Was. it? At that stage, like it's all around kind of Mayo's hole whole game plan from their half back, full back line, midfield is all pace breaking hard at pace and he doesn't he doesn't really have the legs to break hard at pace with the likes of Paddy Durkin and the Lee Keegans and these guys. So I think you're right. I think they do need to develop a different game plan around him. Leave him in for full forward. And as you see he wanted to play full forward like a like a like a con Callahan style full yeah. forward. He's coming out trying to win the ball in front and and if that's what they worked on in training, he's going to be in there.
0: But it makes no like sense, looked, does it?
1: Well, he can still play because he can win ball like that after the runners come past well, him. But and he a didn't small even fella have to. Can, A
0: small fella can win those. Their ball's bouncing in front of you. You don't need a big six foot four full forward to win that ball. You need Tommy Conroy can win those ball. You need him as a as a as another dimension up there. You know to keep the opposition guessing. And they don't use him a, like they use him as a Rhino Donner, who Tommy Conroy type forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like they practice any high balling at all. In in in. He was ha- standing like there with his hands like game, this. Yeah. Could
0: you see him off the camera looking for Couldn't these see him ones? Off
1: the camera, no. no. Yeah and it wasn't coming yeah so I don't know is that a that, like as you say is that a managerial issue or is it Mayo maybe not showing a bit of composure again and thinking okay here, I'm in a position here where I can get one into Aiden and the and the, and, the, and they're just not thinking like that and as you say it's about the risk reward and, and like there's no doubt he's a big man if he gets a one on one there he is capable of winning or he is capable of getting a hand on it getting the flick on it maybe like Colin McShane did but they didn't even try it
0: No they didn't even try it Alright we'll leave it there for the start lads and we'll come back and we'll talk about the match Alright, so Tyrone 2.40 and Mayo 15 is how it ended up. Like, Alan, you couldn't say Mayo didn't get the start that they wanted from the throw-in. Remember Dublin got the goal with James McCarthy last year against them, but they got a lovely point. Maybe Tommy Conroy was barging, kind of stuck his head into um, the Tyrone defender, scored the point. Then they turned over one of the Toronto defenders for a 45. Tyrone got an attack, Donnelly caught it, they surrounded him, the crowd were getting behind them. This is setting the tone. This is exactly, they couldn't have wanted, Niall Morgan with the kick out, doesn't even go outside the 21. You thought after the first three or four minutes, Jesus, Mayo are in the zone and Tyrone are nervous.
1: Yeah, and that's what you'd expect from Mayo, that kind of high intensity, high intensity start, kind of pressing up, forcing Nile Morgan into a mistake and um, like as a forward, Tommy Conroy getting a score like that's a dream, in an all and finally yeah. getting a score after in in 2011, I got our our first two scores against Kerry, and it just like it just settled. So for somebody like Tommy Conroy to get that score after 16 seconds should have been a settler, should have been a settler for um for the rest of the Mayo forwards as well. But, um, look, I suppose Tyrone is Tyrone, is Tyrone always will. They kind of work their way back into the game, and um, so probably after that period for the rest of the game. I thought Tyrone definitely looked the more composed team right throughout.
0: Yeah, just before half time, I suppose Tyrone kind of got into their groove a bit. Callum Sludden with a lovely one off the outside of the the right. Then he got another one off the inside of the right, and was it Hampsey got one in that period? They pushed themselves nine six ahead. Anyways, it was kind of they got into their groove a little bit.
2: Yeah, look, I, I was obviously fairly glad to see now. Now that had a great period of around, around that time, and he, he kicked them that outside the boot, One is obviously his one of his trademarks. Uh, he's, he's done that for years. So, yeah, um, yeah look, the, the, they started to push on, and uh, you know, you could see, you could see the confidence growing in them, like, um, and that that they were actually said Alan said about Mayo, Mayo sort of like looked a wee bit, looked like they were still at nerves at that point, and thrown were were taking the game by the of the neck, so. Um, didn't expect anything different to be honest. Uh, I knew these get uh, like you're you're looking at the Niles um the Hampsies, Malley Donnelly's, Pity Hearts. These guys who've been through the All iron Final in 18, they have a lot, awful lot of experience behind them. That's like when it comes to them stages, it, you know, you want the guys to step up because they have the guys know to take on the right shots from the right angles and and, and the lead by example. Um, and you know, Mayo probably didn't. In, have that as as much in terms of having them guys to take to do that and you know like the slutting couple of points there at that stage of the game was, cru- was crucial but like a very experienced player and obviously uh, you know just give to that sort of wee bit, a wee bit of caution which you know they never really let go
0: Yeah Donnelly got a good point in that period as well and um, Stephen Cohn did a very good job on Donnelly actually when he went in and I didn't really predict that that matchup but he did very well
1: Yeah yeah it was probably one of Donnelly's quieter days um, but I said just like the guys Collins mentioned there like a couple of those have been through, have been through some hard years, and particularly now Slutton, like he's moved from centre forward back to playing ring back. They've moved him around a little bit, but I thought he was, he he was exceptional Saturday evening. Um, the cold brothers, Peter Hart, obviously, as like we spoke with him last week, you know what you're going to get from him every day, but I think he was he was fantastic as well. And, and uh, like I suppose as the game started to develop, I was kind of looking, God, maybe Tyrone have the better players here. Just I didn't I didn't really think that before the game, but as the game started to develop, I thought they just looked. I could see that bit of experience coming through. They just looked more comfortable on the ball. They looked more composed. and um, Like I think from 15, 20, 20 minutes in for me there was only going to be one winner in this game. Yeah,
0: there probably was. Like I mean wh- when, you, when you look at it you, we mentioned Aidan O'Shea goal chance and I I completely agree. I suppose the composure. Maybe he just didn't want to cut back in on his right and kick with his right. You know, the confidence gone. The Brian Walsh one column. Like, I mean, that was a. It was more than a half chance. It was a decent chance. I thought when he turned his back, the thing was to do to ship it out to Kevin McLaughlin maybe, and he'd either tap it over the bar or go. There, was no composure there. Look, I've done it myself. I wouldn't have composure scoring goals where you do something like that. You, you're just panicked in the situation, and I suppose like you, you Brian Walsh. You know, is it should he even be starting? You know, he's in that situation in front of the Hill 16. We've seen a lot better players than him, you know, mess up goal chances. And it's like, they're the two big chances in that first half when the game was close and it was kind of, you know, uh, point for point. Those two goal chances were huge for Mayo. Yeah,
2: I just, yeah, completely. And like, uh, it's very hard the guys that you're in All-Ireland final um, for a lot of high pressure, high intensity. So sometimes you do things, there's probably... uh, you know, in hindsight, you wouldn't have done. Um, but ultimately, there were the big chances in the big day that you have to take to win a yeah. game. And you know, the, 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 the you know, I don't know, maybe lack of composure at times, but rabbit in headlights like, sort of stuff like that. Just instinctively, sometimes you have to. You um, either have it or you don't. And you know, say it's, it's always Brendan looking at these afterwards, going, "Ah, we could have done this, could have done that." But um, like the, the goals are. There's no doubt that 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 was the. That was the difference, obviously, in the game, Like, where, you know, the goal itself obviously helps on the scoreboard, but it's that boost and that lift that it gives the team and that sort of confidence. You put your chest out after scoring a goal and everyone's everyone's hyped and ready. And, you know, obviously, throwing them getting the two goals as well. It It, it just... It gives it just breeds throughout the team where you score a goal and regardless of the scoreline, you could be a point up or you could be ten points up, but you, you stand up then after that and that gives a, like rejuvenates and even having fans obviously at the gate like back in the stadium, it gives it just gives everyone a lift. Like so, um Mayo not taking them chances, like, you know, I said they do thrive off that high intensity, that high pace piece, especially from watching them against Dublin. Um, you know, in the final where they whenever they got on top of Dublin, they were, you know, they were unbelievable and not not taking any chances nearly deflates the players as well. So, you know, whenever, whenever you miss a real uh, Gilded chance and whatever, like it, it, it does, it deflates the from the players' perspective.
0: Yeah, and I, I think as Tyrone kind of grew into the game, they realised here, Mayo are toothless tigers here. You know what I mean? And those couple of gold misses, then the, Tyrone just stretched away then. I think Tyrone actually grew in confidence when they realised Mayo aren't really hurting us here.
1: Yeah, it. yeah and I think if you compare the two chances, say Brian Walsh's chance compared to Conor McKenna's chance for the Mercury goal, like, and, and I've done it myself in big games where you have a, w- a wild swipe at something in the hope you might get a goal yeah. and, and, and like you knee composure at that stage, and it looked like he'd got the ball inside the, 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 the it, they were inside the Tyrone defence but he lost the chance to have his shot at goal like Morgan had smothered him and he just tried to turn and kick it through him yeah. it was never really and yeah. it was nearly like a tan in his head I'm in and I'm fine I'm going to score a goal here I'm going to have a swipe at this I might score a goal yeah. um, whereas then you compare it to and as I said I've done it myself had wild swipes and stuff instead of the simple hand pass across for a Pam. and you look at the composure of Conor McKenna him bearing down on goal and if he'd had a shot from there nobody would have blamed him for him having a shot from there but he had that bit of composure Um to slip it across and finish the game off and let let Darmacurdy get the goal. So it was those two those two moments maybe maybe sum up the whole game and how and how Mayo had no composure when they got into those positions and and Tyrone had it in spades when they needed the chances. Um,
0: like James Horne said after the game, he says we gave away a lot of turnovers in that ha- uh, first half. There were crazy turnovers and. Mayo did like after watching Kerry turn run into blind alleys against Tyrone like Mayo proceeded to do the same thing on a lot of occasions Colin which is like Ruan heading off on solo runs like whatever about playing a running game with quick hand passes and support one thing you don't do against Tyrone is go off on a bloody solo run like it's not going to get you anywhere like did they, they learn uh, nothing
2: no like I, that whenever I sort of see them trying to run the run the ball at, like it's it, a new Tyrone at that stage that's how we had set up for years trying to stop that sort of running game and now, like obviously, we've changed a wee bit in terms of pushing out and you know and all that, but a lot of our game was built around stopping that um, and stopping the way you know stopping that stopping them sort of runs. Now you've got to give credit to some of the guys because the intensity they played with. Like I'm thinking, Brand Candy, especially in the first half, like he he put he put in a serious amount of stops, um, and obviously resulted in turnovers. Kilpatrick as well, uh, you know, once and then obviously the defenders. Like so, like yeah, they were just feeding into what we were about. Like we, we we've. Yeah, so that's we thrive that whole counter-attack piece for years like and and whenever they started trying to run, run the ball and I, I was feeling the same I just thought look this is exactly what we want to use to do like we don't want just how we struggle against Mayo when the years come by is Mayo moving the ball fast delivering I remember especially from from their own kick They used to move the ball to even the corner back a drag kick past the half to midfield and then an all pass inside and we were always freaking running back We're you know and we're never set and never ready and like, they didn't do really a uh, very much that. <laughs> on Saturday. They, they did say they did continue to build from the back and start trying to, you know, go man for man and, and and break that break that line while running game, which was never really like in my eyes. They needed to do a lot more of the kick pass and the try and really, especially when you had O'Shea in there, like to give the you know put us under pressure by doing that. But they didn't. Like, um, and just it, it, but again, I think once the turnovers, it's, it's been like scoring a goal. If 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 you, if were, were, if we were taking turnovers and we're of attacking that, that boost and that lift that gives the team is massive yelling again, again, and you're deflating Mayo, so it was all leading into that sort of, you know, that, that that piece around just building confidence around, and when you get that, I think then the throwing guys were, were very settled because they, they turned them over a few times, and you know, the ultimately, the ultimately, that's, that does get you into the game very early.
0: Some of the throw and defending is brilliant, though, uh, Alan. Like they're what man on man defending. The minute they get a hand on you, you are pretty much gobbled up, and that's not even, that's not with a mass defence. That's man on man. I remember Tommy Conroy trying to take uh, Hamsey on down under Hill Sixteen. Hamsey just stayed with him, got that contact on him. Conroy's, you know, having to turn back out. Whenever, like, they're not surrounding players so much, but they're just, they're able to get that one extra man over there. Now you're gobbled up and now you're in trouble. I think the only time Mayo kind of dealt with it fairly well was uh, the Paddy Durkin point, where Ryan who had it one side and he kicked it off. You know, they switched the play off yeah. and Tyrone didn't have, no, you know, they didn't have a, as many bodies over there and they got a handy point. We're not seeing enough of that really. You know, Tyrone are very comfortable in their defending.
1: Yeah, they're very comfortable, one-on-one defending and they have some, like they have some excellent defenders. I think Ron, Ronnie McNamee um, obviously Hampsey
0: McKernan had a great Hart's well
1: able to defend, McGeary's well able to defend, so they have five or six really top notch. And look, I suppose like when you look at a team, until they win in All Ireland, when a team wins in All Ireland all of a sudden the players raise up to another level, all of a sudden he's a brilliant defender now. But when you look at the Cow Light of days, they have guys that are very comfortable defending one on one and they're happy if they get it if they get left isolated in there, if a man takes them on, they're Fine with that, and and I suppose Tyrone teams always were like you think back to Ryan McMahon and Connor Gormley. Like these guys didn't mind going one on one. For you. And that bit of history, that just kind of works its way, permeates its way through a county, and, and and gives great confidence to defenders coming after. And it's obviously something they work on the training ground as well. I'd imagine they they work very hard at their one on one defending. And then when they get a fella turned, there's always a second man looking to come in to try and force the turnover. And once you once you get caught, like you talk, Metro. Mat once you get caught in there with two or three of them, you, you may as well just hand the ball back to them <laughs> and start again. <laughs> that's
2: it. But, but that, that, <laughs> that, that, that was that was the biggest change. Like you, you look at what's the biggest change in Tyrone this year, and that, that's it. Like you know, we we we, we train for years and years on that pack defense and that backing numbers and shifting left to right. Like you know, like that's been for me the the biggest change to Tyrone this year with Fergin and Brian and whatnot coming in. Like they knew new that that. Defend style and the way we've played for years wasn't going to always work like it just hadn't got us over the line and like it was obviously a bit of a risk this year because th- th- this is probably the first year where they've really have they've took risks going forward but they've obviously took risks at the back too where you know there isn't three four men always covering like there is times where the guys were there was maybe two on two inside or whatever like and you know they had to sort of stand up and you know like defend going back to we talked about it earlier on in the year where they were going back to old school defending and actually going back to the basics of, can you defend one-on-one? And I know from chatting to the lads, like they did do an awful lot of that in training this year, like where they were, right, lads you've one-on-one here, you have to stop your man. No, there's nobody coming to help you at times. Like there will be times in games and big games where you will have to stop your man, but like the Conroy piece, like where, you know, you, you have to be able but you have to back yourself. You have to back yourself to stop the, to stop that attacker going past you. While years come by, it was, uh don't worry, like if, if 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 somebody gets the ball in front and is taking a one on one, you'll always have two, three men running across the tram to 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 put out the fire effectively. Yeah. I may have
1: could have got some joy there, like obviously Tommy Conroy got in for his goal chance. I think he was on might have been on McKeown at that same time. No, answer.
0: it was uh, Hamsey. I it think Hamsey, but he got
1: around him on the outside got and around he did him. get inside him. But so I think
0: Hamsey you... thought he was going to take a mark there. Hamsey was caught flat-footed because, you know, he I'd say he just, second, thought, maybe, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he just paused and Canry got the turn on
1: him. Yeah, but it just shows like if you play as a forward, you know, and you have guys, obviously Tommy Connery has pace. If you play with guys with that sort of pace and you get them the ball early, it's very difficult for even the best defenders to stop that when you're going at the goal at that pace. And um, But it was probably the only real-time Real time Mayo did it where and and kind of created an opportunity like that, but like kind of that's the way to play. And if teams are and and like I'm sure other counties looking at this now and say, okay, now there is opportunity to start kicking the ball back into full forward line because the last few years playing against the Tyrone's and even Dublin's and stuff, it's very difficult to get. It's very difficult to, to to put kick passes into your full forward line. Whereas yesterday we saw that those opportunities are coming around again. There is one on one, two on two opportunities being. Yeah, if Can you move it, it down it with the foot. If you move it really quickly. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm saying it for two years here in this show, Alan. <laughs> it's just bloody uh, managers don't seem to be listening. Um, in fairness, I owe, I owe an apology to Brian Kennedy. Um, I was tipping him to get dropped. And I think the best compliment you'll give him in the final was Maddie Donnelly was taken off and Matty Donnelly's, always, Matty Donnelly's never just taken off he's put out to midfield and there was no way you could take off somebody out around the midfield I think that's the compliment to Kennedy and not so much Con- Kilpatrick he was excellent too but Brian Kennedy man-marked Matthew Oran and never gave him a look of it and still got it, did a little bit of work outside of uh, Mark and him as well Colin Yeah
2: look I obviously know Brian fairly well and he gave me a roasting last year in the club John, just so I know how good he can be but uh, yeah look he goes through an awful lot of work. Like he's obviously a big, strong lad. Um, he, he can catch ball. You know, he, he's really good at them flick-ons, and, and I could see you could see Morgan picking him out a few times. You know, trying to get, trying to target him for that flick-on. you know, um, a serious, really a really good tackler. Like I mean, like once he gets you in, in the arms and tackled, like, and he, he's incredibly difficult to get away from. So look, he, I, I I I've been a big fan of his for for this year. I, I felt that you know. Um, him and Kilpatrick really complement each other in the way they can play because Kilpatrick's a very explosive guy and can go forward a bit like where he took the catch and drove a wee bit and let it off. He has that in the locker. Well, Kennedy's more. He you know he's a really really strong tackler. He can stop guys. He can he can win ball. and He goes through a might not work. Like he ultimately had to go off and I shot him after it and his two calves. I think just seized up. He was completely gone. You know the amount of work he'd went through. I'd love to see the the, the GPS stats. So. Um, I, I do think he was, you know, he, he had a fantastic final and, you know, there probably was a lot of people out there like yourself. Well, he probably was saying, you know, he might not start or, you know, does he deserve it? But no, look, I'm a, a mounting the performance and in terms of the only thing, I do think he was struggling uh, in terms of injuries and whatnot as well. So uh, I'm not saying I'm just totally down to his performance either, like, because um, you want to have him on the pitch as, as much as possible as well, because he's a bit like Buchanan where, he might be ha- always having the best game, but he can uh, he can always pop up with, with scores and uh, do things that for that can change games.
0: I think the the best way to sum up Brian Kennedy's performance is that Matthew Ran ended up getting sent off by just being so pissed off. He was on Con Kilpatrick at that stage and I, I watched this unfolding off the ball. Now I felt sorry for Ruan because they're, they're at des- it's desperation stakes at that stage. The game's kind of gone from them. Ruan was trying to catch up with the play. Con Kilpatrick was hit, giving him a few duns, not letting it. And then Matthew Ruan just unloaded on him with a few punches. Like, he deserved his red. The, the refer- fairness to McQuillan, he got, everything, he got everything right. The penalty decision in the first half was outside. Um, you know, OK, he bottled a couple of black cards, but I don't really mind that at the same time. It's an all Ireland final. I'd rather not see any black cards in it. But Ruan had to go and Kilpatrick, the yellow, even though you would feel sorry for Matthew Ruan. It was the linesman that spotted it and, he, yeah, you know, it was yeah, frustration.
1: It was frustration. It was probably over at that stage. I thought, um, I thought Kilpatrick was maybe lucky enough as well. I thought he, he like there was definitely a few, a few s- swings from Matthew Ruan. I thought Kilpatrick, Kilpatrick maybe went back with one as well. That could have landed him in trouble that stage of the game I don't think it really would have mattered but yeah I suppose it's Hessem's guys and we'd looked at the Toronto midfield and maybe thought that was a that was a potential weak spot for them over the course of the last few games Um, obviously two guys who wouldn't be really wouldn't be that well known around the country but they they, they certainly came to the fore yesterday and the two of them the two of them were excellent like Matthew Ruan had been excellent for Mayo up to this stage was was probably and if Mayo had won and he'd done well he was he was probably heading into the football of the year conversation Um but the lads did very well on him yesterday. And the, look, I think Tyrone just had, did a very good game plan set out um, and every team needs guys like like the likes of Brian Kennedy, who's just willing to do a job for the team. Like, he, like there's no frills about him, as Colm says, he gets out there Does a mountain of work. He gets tackles in, he wins ball, and he lays it off. And every team needs those sort of guys that just want to play under the radar and just do the job for the team. Yeah, he's one of them.
0: He definitely is. It was a nervous second half. Like, Toronto weren't perfect yesterday. They got the goals. They were clinical with the goals column. Like, I suppose, like, did a lot of missed chances themselves in the second half. Like we said, we didn't score a point until Peter Hart got a mark. That shouldn't, you know, if it was anyway decent defending, there's no way he's got. He didn't even get off the ground, like we were saying, to catch that. Um, But that's the only point they scored. Like, I mean, Sludden missed an easy chance when it was a long. Kick out um, that they won. Um, Conor McKenna missed a bloody mark; he'd score all day, and another one from play. Cal McShane missed one from a free. Tyrone were very nervous in that period, and if they weren't so clinical with the goals, you'd be wondering, you know, geez, they're they're not kicking here at all. Goals
2: win the games. Well, there that's you go. The that's it. <laughs> no, 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 completely. There, there, there was there was chances that obviously the Slutton one and the McKenna Mark as well. I sort of thought, jeez, any other day this has gone over. Like, and it was very you nervous. As, yeah. you were coming, it probably was. And you'd think best stage of the game, the nerves were gone and everything. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you can see that you're sort of watching the scoreboard, but you can see it nearly felt like that from a from a own perspective, that the, the players were looking up the scoreboard going, jeez, we're close here to, to win that Ireland final. And there was, it was sort to make them chances. They started of miss some, and whatnot. Um, so like, by no means, perfect. Like, on the, they'd be the first to be first to admit that, and like we've we talked an a lot about how bad Mayo were. Like the, at the end of the day, there were some good play by Mayo at times, and some weren't perfect. Um, but that's you know you just have to make you have, you have to have you know make the most of the of, of the positive pieces of play. And again, the goals talked about the goals like genuinely like that they. They, they they are a difference in a game, and that's that's where Tyrone, I think, have that they had that ruthlessness. Um, that you know, I said they probably mightn't have not had over the years where you know the guys were going for it. They had the composure, um, and were able to were able to deliver that. So, yeah, look, there the, were I know there was there was mistakes made, there was nerves there, but uh, ultimately the 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 good piece to play outweighed the the negatives, I and mean, that's probably because of the
0: goals. Yeah, probably. We could sum up this whole analysis section, goals win games, next performance <laughs> of the weekend. Like, well, that's the reality. The goals were the difference in the end because it wasn't a huge amount in general play.
1: Yeah, and I think, like I think we mentioned beforehand, that the standard of the general play probably wasn't as high as some of what we've seen from both of these teams yeah. so, like Tell in previous games. But ultimately, all Ireland finals are for winning and it doesn't matter whether you win. Like like our game against Kerry in 2011, the standard of our, of our play that day Probably wasn't what we were capable of either. But you go out and you play the game that's in front of you, and and, and if you win by ten or if you're ahead by one, it's a different game you play. Um, kind of depending on where you are on the day. And I think Tyrone just played what was in front of them. Um, they 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 knew they were on top. They knew they were a bit more composed. And as you said, when they got the when they got the goal opportunities, they did take them. But both teams looked very edgy at stages. I thought you. Yeah.
0: The, I think Shea was getting a bit carried away I watched the game back yesterday he was making out this was a classic All-Ireland nearly one for the ages I didn't think it was kind of th- that myself I Not thought, thought it was enter- better
1: I thought it was entertaining like it, 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 like we watched some games over the last number of years and thought God would you ever want to watch a game of Gaelic football again but certainly I thought Saturday's game was entertaining it was in and with the mistakes and with the good goals and stuff um, a classic. I'm not sure it was a classic.
0: Probably wasn't. The long kickouts though, Colum, just to finish up on this, this is definitely a feature of Toronto. And the amount of scores they could have got uh, off it. They got a, an early score from McCurry from a long kickout. McGeary got fouled from a long kickout. They got their goal from a long kickout. You know, Sludden should have scored in the second half all from a long kickout. That's something they definitely identified. And when you think about it, isn't it unforgivable really that Mayo and Kerry didn't really... Used their long kickouts at all, I do think Tyrone have pointed teams in the direction of how you're going to get joy from now on, and that's not by hand passing it aimlessly. You have a higher chance of being turned over if you go with the hand uh, a slow hand passing game, yes you might get turned over with a kicking game but you get way more joy by getting one-on-ones up there think, like what Alan said at the start like I do think they've pointed the way toward t- to teams to be more aggressive and even if it's maybe not a systems thing and it's just Niall Morgan is an aggressive sort of player and that's to what he likes to take chances do you know but teams will have learned from him I think the
2: answers will, sh- will seem to have shifted a wee bit because uh, I think Alan you spoke about you know, teams are always looking to game manage and retain possession and stuff. And from kickouts, that was always, you know, if you get it short or, you know, maybe just a wee bit outside this one, you know, out then that's brilliant. You've done your job, but ultimately, I think teams are realizing that you have an awful lot of work to do from there. Whatever, especially when teams are now pressing up higher. So I think years gone by where teams are sort of dropping off and you had the freedom right up to the midfield and, you know, you were sort of then trying to start your attack. Um, I think the, the game shifted a bit where the guys are like, teams like Mayo and Kerry's in Dublin they are pushing you up high. So it, 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 in a way, it's forcing teams to go longer. And Tyrone, Tyrone did it in the semi-final as well. And actually, didn't get very much joy. They went long an awful lot and, and and lost a lot of break ball. And you know, it was something that we we're sort of looking at as a negative. But you know, I think that could have been something that they worked on probably from the you know from the semi to the final where. Like they knew the that Mayo was going to come out and they were going to press them high and they were going to really you know make them go long. But the difference probably between the semi and the final was that Trono seemed to have more more guys there and around the breaks, or you know, were able to catch clean. Or and ultimately, if you win it out there, you know you you want to get more chances. You're, you're you're immediately you've taken out four, or five, six Mayo attackers. You know there's going to be space um, at the back for them. So I, I genuinely do think that. That's going to be a big feature going forward. Where get yeah, like, especially if teams are going to start pressing, which or well, the teams have been pressing and they're going to continue to do that. Um, I think it's part of it, It's part of the way the games moved. It's shifted a wee bit. Where in the past, team player Daniel O'Toole, like, you know, for example, where we would have dropped off kickouts and and that. I don't think that's the case anymore.
0: Do, doesn't it defy all logic, though, Alan? Like you, you don't have to have played the game at any level to know that if a team's pushing up in your on your kick-out and they have about eight players in your half of the field, that kicking it over those eight players, you know, might be a smart thing to do. And they'll have no covering players at the other end. There's, like, where's the logic, you know, against that?
1: Yeah, so, like there's a couple of players and obviously the goal being one of them it kind of reminded me so much of Donegal against Dublin in yeah. 2014, like where 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 we all pressed up and, and that's testament to, the, to to obviously to Niall Morgan. But I'd imagine that was identified by the management as well. When when Mayo were getting this really high press on him, let's try get Conka Patrick or one one of the midfielders up the field to see can we get a really long kick out of them. They lost a lot of breaking ball in the semi final against Kerry, another thing that they that they clearly worked on, um and they were much improved in the game yesterday. So what so like a fairness to the Tyrone management, all the things that maybe didn't work well Against Kerry, they seem to fix for this game, and are much better at them. And, and and obviously, I think like that was a move. Looked like it was straight off the training ground, similar to Donegal against Dublin. It was 14. like that goal, against, wasn't it? So it was nearly a carbon copy of it. Only it was a catch rather than a flick. Um, and Mayo just weren't ready for it. They had too many men up the field, and and, and just couldn't get back quick enough. And, and look, it still has to be finished well, and it was finished well. But it was a perfect training ground move. Yeah. And look, not every keeper has the has the capacity. Niall Morgan has to to the like, bomb it out there with the accuracy he has and the flight he can put on it. Like like the flight he puts on it makes it perfect for a midfielder to attack. Um, and I thought like his kicking game was, has. He's always been a good kicker, but I think he's gone from strength to strength. Even some of his distribution in open play, like he's spraying balls off the outside of his foot that lads up in the forwards would be afraid to try. Like he's he was dropping balls over over other forwards off the outside of his foot into the into the running path of some of the around defenders. I thought. His kicking's exceptional.
0: It is exceptional, yeah. He plays like I mean, I was up in Eden Dark last Thursday night. Plays midfield, obviously, for them. And like, I think he was getting tried Was he getting trials with Tyrone as a wing forward at one stage when the new management came in? uh Column, uh, Nile Morgan.
2: <laughs> I didn't actually hear that, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me because uh, like, to be fair, like like the tide. I know Mickey under his tenure, he sort of tied with playing Morgan as a sweeper, like you know, as a full-time sweeper as well as goalkeeper. So uh, you know. It, his outfield ability is obviously there and as Arnold his kick passing is he's probably probably is probably the best kick passer that thrown have like uh, you know so
1: he's probably the best kick passer in the country at this stage that one off the outside of foot so he, like he's exceptional he's not afraid to try any no
0: and that's, well, that's the thing about him. He used to—I've gone from finding him a very frustrating player to actually uh, just admiring the mm-hmm. fact that he he takes risks all the time. And I used to think of maybe, you know, maybe he he wanted to be in the game and maybe he wasn't doing it for the team. The more risks you take, he's not afraid of making a mistake, and that's very rare in the game. You know, in the, the last ten years, I suppose, Colin.
2: I think it's just a shift as well, with your own. Like, I've said this probably the whole year, where. Like, we have been very risk adverse and, you know, and we, we've been always very safe and try, don't look like There's massive emphasis are on for a number of years of not losing the ball and not kicking it in silly and, you know, not just not, not, not taking any risks, like just complete game management at all stages. And like it, 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 I suppose that's where we always probably came up short. Well, it's clearly seen that obviously Al yeah, was obviously somebody that can deliver the kick passes in and, is willing to take them risks. I said, I said about Hamsey earlier on. He, he, over the course of the year, he's been like he's been kicking balls, and they mightn't have always come off, but you have to keep trying that, and you have to keep doing it. Mailer obviously do not find and it came off, like so. It, it's just been a, a massive shift from drone, where it's you're going from don't take any risks at all. Everything has to be methodical, and everything has to be worked into the, the right area. And I suppose you, you look at Dublin as well. Dublin looked to me this year very much like that, where and that had stood them massively well, obviously over the last number of years, where they were getting they're getting the ball in the shooting zones and the right areas and everything was like like it was literally just like a military operation like well I think thrown this year just like the how we paid the hot part part of their game was like that but part of their game was off the cuff and was a wee bit more you know let's, let's go back to a bit old school let's let her in let's take risks you know it only takes one to come off for a goal to to, yeah. to happen and you know, they've got the reward
0: Yeah I think that's definitely something Dublin will have to because Dublin have gone way too far on the other side now and maybe learn a little bit uh, from Toronto one final point before we get into performance of the weekend is the Mayo missed chances we mentioned the goals like Aidan O'Shea missed a, the point Brian Walsh missed a point that he blazed wide uh, Conor Loftus must have missed three um, Ryan O'Donoghue missed an easy point from play and a penalty Tommy Conroy missed a goal Jordan Flynn missed one at the end it was a terrible effort you have Darren Cohn putting in the goalie's hands they had enough chances to win the game.
1: Yeah, they certainly did. And I think, kind of, um, kind of the way Tyrone play um, and the way the game played out, Mayo are always going to get chances. Like, we know Tyrone are playing a little bit differently now. They're going to press up. So that's going to leave gaps in between. And, and, and um, But I'm saying that, like, I think, I don't think it was just. It was just the misses from Mayo. It was the pressure Tyrone were putting them all over the field. I think they had them a little bit spooked, to be honest with you. I don't think they were maybe used. Maybe Dublin in hindsight wasn't the, bep- wasn't the best preparation for Mayo at all. Because Dublin
0: were sitting ducks this year. That maybe. kind of
1: game was played, uh, certainly in the first half of that game, was played at a low intensity with all this game management gone, and the second half, Mayo just came at Dublin and Dublin couldn't raise to that intensity level. So coming in against Tyrone, it was a much higher level of intensity in the tackling how Tyrone went after them to turn over the ball and and just look to me like Mayo couldn't get their high energy game going and maybe they they were just a little bit spooked by the intensity of of Tyrone and that led to missed passes missed chances lack of composure around the field um, which ultimately put Tyrone on top.
0: Yeah, we will. And uh, I think after the Peter Hart uh, catch and they got their first point, they saw the game the last seven, eight minutes. Like there it's was no... Com- very comfortable. Yeah. More comfortable. Yeah. I'd say, Colin, you couldn't believe it that, yeah. you know, it, there was no kind of big fight back. It was the opposite, if if anything. Like Tyrone just looked so comfortable at that stage.
2: Yeah, look, they definitely did. I um, was obviously watching it thinking this game's gone. Like there's no way, you know, there was no way that Mayo looked like they were even going to cut them open and put them in the back of the net and sort of resurgence. It just, I suppose, one thing thrown had me good at over the years, you know, when they get in front and they're normally able to manage stuff quite well, like, so they the definitely did. It didn't look like, um, it didn't look like the Mayo were, were, were going to come back in it and say, look, Mayo, they did have their chances, like, and I said, I think the composure and the, you know, the lack of composure and, I don't know, Alan talked about being spooked there, I don't know what it was, but they, they did look like they, you know, they were very, they looked very nervous and, you know, snapping at shots and just, very uncharacteristic like when you looked at the semi-final obviously the, the, whenever they're in them high intensity moments they were able to you know, deliver and get the points and, and really push on Well, in the final unfortunately uh, you know it just didn't just didn't happen like I say it's their own we're, in my age more were comfortable like the, I never I never seen I know, after even after McKenna or the McCurry goal like I just thought look there's no way they don't, don't see how you may get back into this just the way they were playing
0: yeah exactly okay we'll leave it there lads and we'll come back with performance of the weekend All right, performance at the weekend. So we've mentioned the Tyrone midfield, Con Kilpatrick and Brian Kennedy. I want to start with Niall Sludden, um, column, two points from play. Destroyed uh, Michael Plunkett. Who, Jesus, I, I'm not sure how he's starting on the team. I know he's Ballintubber, James Horan's club. Uh, club but you know he's. I don't think he's at the races at at, at intercounty. but S- Sludden cleaned him out of it the mo- Sludden is very underrated at, at his kick passing he gives some lovely diagonal passes inside the field which I don't think he gets the credit for he drops back does an awful lot of work he's able to get on the scoreboard and incredibly he never got one league game column he wasn't being fancied under this new management team so how much credit does he deserve to keep the head down finally you know make his way back in on the team and then keep it
2: yeah, I'd say I'd say he was probably scratching his head at the start of the year, thinking, "What have I done?" Because he was a mainstay in the in the throne team under Mickey, and you know we would have there would have been an awful lot of trust put in Al, like, and you know has been one of the been one of many of the leaders. Um, but yeah, on the new management, it was uh, I, I sort of find it a wee bit strange at the start that he wasn't getting a look in because he, he is he's probably that low key player where he, he nips in and around, he's very very busy, he puts in tackles, he, he always chips in while scored too, like so probably you know fairly under understated over the last uh last few years and like, he, like he's such a he is such a he's a quiet lad uh, off the pitch as well like he, he is he just sort of t- goes about his business and like at the weekend he he obviously kicked two points he probably was in line for a man of a match had he kicked on a wee bit in the second the second period um you know he was in my eyes he was, fl- he was probably his own best player in the first half and just moving in the second and he probably did go over a wee bit, um, you know, and just didn't, you know, he obviously missed, I like think he kicked wide, and then just it maybe didn't happen for him in the last few minutes. But he definitely was up there. He definitely, especially for, you know, the, the first half performance and whatnot. He was he was flying. So yeah, like it's great to see. Strange one I had no league football, and obviously, uh, you know, obviously he was working hard in and training, and kept his head down and. He's got his rewards, like and, and put him in the shift at the weekend.
0: Yeah, I think if he got that um, third point, he probably would have been man of the match. After all, these man, the Tyrone matches, the man of the match is an obvious, and that's a feature of Dublin as well. Is has it gotten so much about teams and everybody working hard that, or is it just me where man of the matches aren't always stand out now, Alan?
1: Yeah, and no, I think the Tyrone team in particular are definitely is some of the parts. Um, no real, no like even yesterday, no, or even the semi final. Agree was man of the match, but he wasn't real standout on his own. It was no. it was and like was similar yesterday. There was probably five or six guys definitely in contention for, for the man of the match award, and I think that her own management would be very happy with that. I think like a team that has that has a solid base with everyone doing their part is a lot stronger than the team that has one star players. So, look like you look at David Clifford in the semi final. Kerry were so were so reliant on him, and when he had to go off there efforts kind of fell apart when he wasn't on the field and they didn't know where to go to for their score so I think I think the Toronto management would be much happier with having, a, with having a team that's a sum of the parts rather than about any individual
0: Yeah, no definitely McCurry did play well uh, Colm, he deserves a mention 1-4, one, 1-2 one, from play like the goal was a tap-in but he still had to make that support run you know what I mean if he didn't Connor McKenna could have been blocked down and that goal doesn't happen so he deserves credit from that he had a good battle with O'Hora I'm surprised actually O'Hora got taken off he, w- he was gone off McCurry for the second half uh, Mayo made that change at half time Keegan went on to um, McCurry and then when Carl McShane got the goal Keegan went on to him so maybe we were trying to use Keegan maybe to to uh, put out any fire that was going but McCurry definitely deserves a mention and he he did it on the big day
2: Yeah look, I, I, and to be fair to him there's been there's been a massive question mark over McCurry in Tyrone probably for a few years whether like, he's always been fairly really really good in Ulster Championship he's been good in leagues and you know the talk was can he do it on the big day? There has been big days where he hasn't stepped up to the plate and hasn't hasn't performed and you know, even after the semi final performance, you know, Tom Solomon obviously had done a really, really good job on him. Um there was an awful lot of I felt anyway, there was pressure on him going into the final because you know there, there was a um, murmurs of nah, he's just he just he doesn't have it on the big day. But look, all credit, um that the goal Albeit at Happen, he made a serious run to get there. Um I know his fitness levels and all are really, really high and you know, a great, great finish. And I thought he was I thought he was brilliant, I thought he was immense. And yeah he, he, he has to you know, have to give him that full credit because I said there was that question mark over him and but yeah, it doesn't miss. Uh once he once uh, like you know, taking free kicks from the wrong side, you know, can score from open play, very, very accurate. And obviously got the goal that he deserved. So, look, a, a massive performance from him. And, you know, I think he did get him on match and match um, with our team as well. So, yeah, look, a, a, a very good day for him. and glad to see it because it has been that sort of, well, or won't he perform the big day?
0: Well, I want to ask you about Con Kilpatrick here as well, because I was up in Eden Dark, like I said, on Thursday night. And they're telling me um, he hates tracking back. This lad, he loves going forward, condos, and he's a f- going forward. Does he have another level to go to where he can add the maybe going forward part that he does with his club all the time and marry it with that really kind of, you know, extra defender, high work rate kind of all action midfielder? Like, can he, could he take a step up to, like, he, he's, he'll probably get an all-star this year, but can he add another, you know, element to his game, his club going forward and marry it all together and become like a big, massive name in the game?
2: I'm taking credit for these two boys, Camden. Because I told her in December and January that he had two good midfielders on them two boys, and that's why he wasn't going back. So, uh, yeah, look, Con. To be fair, in club football, um, obviously plays at the senior level as well, with, with against our own club, and he's a massive driving forward. Obviously, a really good catcher, um, but attacks really, really strong attacker and a lot of pace and whatnot. So he has the makings. He's all the tools and athleticism and everything there. I think the guys have. Changed them a wee bit this year. As I say, he talked, he doesn't probably like that whole tracking back, and that was the big like I suppose it took the management a wee while to sort of probably see the, you know, Lamari, Bran, and, and Con together because Conn doesn't really, he probably doesn't. It's not his natural game where he'd be running back and, and trying to make big tackles um, because he has that sort of attacking instinct. But the guys have sort of said, look, Con, <laughs> you do, you need to go back and do this. So he has, he put in an awful lot of work there uh, defensively. Um, so I, I think. Well, a wee bit of tweaking and a wee bit of work, he could be. He could be. Uh, he's won definitely for the future. I say he probably can all star this year, but he, 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 the two, them two guys complement complement each other so so well. And um, I think Kilpatrick's definitely won the I've been saying it for years, so I'm taking the credit for for, for definitely because I think he uh, he has he definitely has it there. And in, 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 in speeds, he's he's good to say he's a good decision maker. Uh, he's tall. He can catch ball. He can go forward. He's added that defensive. Uh that's really defensive role that he has to um uh, you know, develop in this game. So yeah, I think there's big things to come from.
0: Now now that you mentioned that phone call with Brian Dewar earlier on in the year, are you kicking yourself now after like I've watched Port Leash win a Leinster Club when I wasn't there. I had transferred away and I oh god, I felt I felt terribly torn watching it that I I was obviously rooting for them and there was a small part of me would be really upset if they won. I was like, Oh God, like I mean how were were you a little bit tortured watching it like
2: I got asked this about ten times at park <laughs> on Saturday. You know, every time I went to go to the toilet or went anywhere, there was somebody saying it to me. Would you have glad? You not know, think you want to be out there? Of course, like you know, you 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 know when you're sitting there, as I said, my first time there since '06 is supporter probably. And I was sitting there and it was a wee bit. It was a bit weird watching it. Um, and there's wee bit of you going, oh, "Geez, I'd love to be out playing there." Of course you would. There's, you would be lying if you were saying no. Nah, there's no part of you thinking why why did I not go back? But. Um, Ultimately, I see what because I'm sure Alan, you know this so, as sort of so you, Willie. Or there's an awful lot goes from December or whatever it is last year till freaking the the, the, the the to September now, and an awful lot of work, analysis, nights, hours. Like there's so much goes into that, and people probably don't really see that. Like they see the big days and they see the finals, and oh, geez, I'll great to win. But there's an awful lot of stuff that goes on in behind the scenes uh, that I, I, w- I wouldn't have went back for. So. Um, no, I wouldn't change. I still wouldn't change my conversation with her, but I'm taking credit for that. Fielder,
0: <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you that one. I suppose Lee Keegan deserves a mention on the Mayo side, Alan. Like, I mean, he is a warrior. Again, did most of his good work going forward and driving Mayo on, and that's what he's good at. Kicked a, an incredible point. Um, he's probably one of the only ones from Mayo that could hold their heads up high. But he he never lets Mayo down on the big day, Lee Keegan.
1: No, he's exceptional. Like it's funny, I thought he'd been waning a little bit over the last year. Or so, but he's come back in this championship, and he's and he's been and he's expected to do both. You said he's moved around to put out fires and then he's expected to to, to, to still play his offensive game and, and he got a score straight after. He got a great score straight after the the um Darren McCurry's goal off yeah. the outside of his foot and like he has that in his locker, he can get goals when he gets up there and he's had a good he's had a good championship I think and he was like as you say, he never lets Mayo down, you know, he's he's a top defender, you know exactly what you're gonna you're gonna get out of him every day he goes out and he can be He's obviously hurting today, but he can be very proud of his performance again.
0: There was a lovely picture of him and Peter Hart with yeah, Peter Hart's nice child. Touch, yeah. You know, like, I mean, he's just, uh, uh, he's a warrior. He's one that you would, like while I said my Simply for Mayo was kind of gone, he's one that you would, you'd always feel Simply for. Jesus, the man deserves an All-Ireland medal, but like, I mean, I, it doesn't look like he's going to get one now. Porrick Hamsey deserves a shout-out. Jesus, it, the point against Kerry wasn't a fluke anyway because he repeated it off the outside of the boot for a cornerback. You know, man-on-man man defending, um, really good. Performance of the weekend has to go to Niall Morgan. He's bringing the risk back into Gaelic football. I bloody love him for it. Yeah. He doesn't. And got he d- with Niles, he yeah. doesn't know anything yeah. about, oh, here, let's give a handy one or whatever. Like, he'd give it, but it's like, ah, geez, do I have to give this one now? You know, it's like he wants to do things offensively all the time, Colm, and maligned at times by me on the show uh, sometimes. Like, he, he kicked that first uh, big long range free. When Mayo had gone two up, I know it's only two up, but Tyrone needed a score to settle them, and he kind of celebrated. It went over the bar. He got three in total. You know, set up the McCurry goal chance, which McCurry did everything right, except for Henley. We give him a credit for a save. But Morgan, if you to track back, is probably responsible. Could if if McCurry and Sludden had scored their those two scores, now Morgan could be directly responsible for maybe about one six out of their total. This is what he's bringing to the to the play by refusing. A lot of the time to go with the easy, the safe option.
2: Yeah, uh, like he's tra- he has transformed. Like, I suppose he's now has probably had a lot of cr- a lot of criticism over the years, especially in his early parts of his career. Um, and has, has definitely kept bouncing back and improving. And I know him fairly well personally. Like, so I, I know the work that he's putting in behind the scenes to, to do that. He's, he is an outfielder. He's not a goalkeeper. He's an outfielder. He, he, that's, he is to... He's willing to take them risks. He's going and he's, he's transforming into the goalkeeping role that wee bit further from obviously with Stephen Cluxon that started and, and Began coming out. Morgan, I think, like, he's just, just, he's always making the right decision. He doesn't want that handy two yard fist pass to the cornerback. He's willing to come forward and deliver them bombs into, into the full forward line. Like, three points at the weekend. Like, what do you say? Like, unbelievable. Like, it's just it's a brilliant performance from him. And, uh, like, I, I say, he's lad that has deserved it has put in an awful lot of work over the last number of years so from a personal point of view I'm delighted to see it so yeah definitely uh, I'm going to go with him too You
1: agree Alan? Yeah no I'm happy he's been I think to be to be honest he's taken goalkeeping up to another level again I think and we thought that would be hard to would be hard to surpass Steve um, Steve McCluckson and I wouldn't say he's had a bigger impact or there's a better goalkeeper than Stephen Cluxon, but he's definitely raising the bar again and I thought he was exceptional and he's been, as Colin said he's been through his fair share of little controversies and he's made lots of mistakes over the years and stuff He'd be a little bit petulant at times but he looks a real leader in that team and, and, and I, I, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed his performances all summer to be honest
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed watching him So that's it Niall Morgan performance of the weekend and that's it from us uh, Tyrone are All Ireland champions and fully deserving All Ireland champions nobody's going to agree or nobody's going to disagree with that and we kind of believe, Column Cavanaugh, when he said he's happy with his decision, but uh, the jury, <laughs> <laughs> the jury's out. Yeah, I have to say, Colum Cavanaugh, first time I saw him drinking a cup of coffee this morning, he's not clean shaven. So, like, I mean, he—you've definitely enjoyed the the celebrations, Colum.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, well, I'd say the lads will be enjoying it for another couple of days. Um, it's been a long time coming for for, for these lads, especially. There's a lot of me through the mill for the last five, six, seven, eight years. So, um, they'll they'll definitely enjoy it. And uh, yeah. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be good days in throne for, for the next next few months, I imagine. Yeah, that's it.
0: Right, we'll leave it for there. We'll talk to you again. Good luck. But this little dink ball, no one in a crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken over, hits the ground and it bounces into a fella's chest. Why do you not do many interviews? Oh, really. Yeah, I you been asked to do, hopefully. Really? Yeah.
2: Have you ever rang me? and they roared <laughs> to me I cover you free state bastard <laughs> and next thing I hear you have no fucking jurisdiction up here <laughs> <laughs>